the minute God tells you to do something or to go a certain way, it is not at all unusual for someone in your church group to stand up and say, you can't do this. I've had that happen so many times. I had a word given to me by God in 2018. I had fallen at my house in Texas, and as the ambulance workers rolled me past the front door of my house, I heard, you'll never see this house again. That didn't trouble me. I knew that was from God. When I put the house up for sale while I was in the hospital, one of our church groups said, I don't see how you can do this. And I said, but I've had a word from God. There's always someone who can't see doing something that you have heard to do, heard from God to do. Many years before this, I had a dream not to go out, not go out and have those meetings I'd been having. And I heard, don't go until you see Exodus 15. I canceled all the meetings that were planned, and that was 1982. And one of the women in our church group came to me and said, you can't do this. You must go out. And I said, well, I have heard from God, don't go out until I've seen Exodus 15, and I'm not going. She said, if you don't go, you lose money. They won't give money. If you go out and have meetings, they'll give money. And I said, I don't care. I'm not going because God has said, don't go out. So there's always a battle. The devil will send either a human being to carry the message that you can't do this, or the thought will come directly to your mind to stop the word of God. There is a fight of faith. And if you don't fight, I'll tell you what will happen. The devil will just absolutely eat you alive with thoughts, and they will destroy you. We really have no choice but to fight. But we're well equipped. And I've had a great deal of experience with spiritual warfare. And I can tell you that you must fight and you must fight to the end of the battle. Some people won't fight to the end of the battle. They get worn out with the fight. I can show you how to fight. And I can show you how to win through God. We'll start with 1 Corinthians 10. Paul says, Moreover, brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant how that all of our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea and were baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. And they all ate the same spiritual meat. And they all drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. 
verse 5, but with many of them, God was not well pleased. For they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now this is a really serious matter to be overthrown. In Revelation chapter 3, verse 5, here's what Jesus said. He that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life. Your name can be blotted out of the book of life if you do not overcome. But Jesus says, He that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life. But I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. You must fight in spiritual ways. There is a scripture in 1 John chapter 4, which says, Beloved, try the spirits whether they are of God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. The devil is a liar and there's no truth in him. John chapter 8 verse 44. So whatever the devil speaks to you is a lie. And the devil speaks to us rather constantly. And sometimes he tells us what's going to happen in the days ahead. But he's a false prophet. If you listen to him, you're going to be troubled needlessly. He will bring fear. He will destroy you if he can. If you allow him to do so, he will destroy you. And he will bring thoughts to your mind. And there will be no truth in those thoughts. It'll actually be opposite from truth because Jesus says, the devil is a liar and there is no truth in him, John eight forty four. So if a false prophet of the devil brings to your mind what's happening or what's going to happen and you pay attention to it and go along with it, you're already entered into deception. I know a woman who had thoughts that her husband was having a relationship with a woman at his workstation. See, that type of thing can be false information from devils to stir you up, to get you agitated, to cause you to do things that you should not be doing. What you have to do is this. What has God told me about this situation? And you have to focus on exactly what God has said to you. So 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, But with many of them God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. They followed the wrong thing, when only one thing is necessary. 
Pay attention to what you know God has said to you. Write it out. Keep it before you day and night. Look at it in the morning when you wake up. Look at it at night before you go to bed. If you awaken in the night, look at what God has said. Have it written out so that you can look at exactly what God has said. There's a scripture in Isaiah, He will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee, for thou trustest in him. If you keep your mind stayed on what he has said, you will remain in perfect peace. But you definitely have to fight in the sense that every time the thing the devil is saying is brought to your mind, you're going to have to go on defense and use what God gives you to fight with. One of the worst things you can be involved in is complaining. Why did this happen to me? What have I done? Why did this happen to me? There's no value for you in that. You have to go forward. Make yourself resist that complaint and just say, God, please help me. In verse 11 of 1 Corinthians 10, Paul said, Now all these things happened unto them for examples, and they are written for our admonition, upon whom the ends of the world are come. Wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. I've watched a friend of mine who got ALS. That's that crippling disease where one inch at a time your body becomes paralyzed. And I often thought, I just don't think I could stand to have ALS. Well, right here is an answer for us. God won't suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able, but will also, with the temptation, make a way to escape. Right now, Pam Padgett, who is a member of the Body of Christ and does all the technical work for me for the ministry, has been diagnosed with an aggressive cancer, bladder cancer. And the doctor said she needed to have four treatments of chemotherapy followed by surgically removing the bladder. The chemotherapy didn't bother me one bit. But surgically removing the bladder, that is a very hard yoke. Is there a way to escape this? Is there any way out of this? Well, Pam received some writings from uh, the Cancer Society, and they said it may be that chemotherapy mixed with radiation treatment will accomplish the same thing as removing the bladder. Well, that she really saw immediately as a way out. 
The doctor who told her she had to have the surgery wouldn't even talk to her, just sent the physician's assistant to talk to her. And basically they said that there's no way that'll work in her case. But if she wanted to get a second opinion, there was a doctor in Colorado Springs, which is where we live. This other doctor's in Denver. Now, that sounds like a small matter, but it's a 50-mile trip and heavy traffic. And I'm 85 and have had many breaks of bones in my body, and it's very hard for me to ride very much in a car. So there are a lot of problems involved with the Denver situation. To see a doctor in Colorado Springs is no problem. God's yoke is easy. His burden is light. That is always an important test for every plan that comes to you. God's yoke is easy. His burden is light. This surgically removing the bladder is an extremely hard yoke. It would require Pam to have to use a catheter for the rest of her life. It it was a dreadful yoke. Is there any way around it? The radiation doctor in Colorado Springs told Pam that she wasn't exactly the ideal prospect for this radiation treatment. But if she wanted to do it, she would administer it. God will make a way of escape that we can bear the situation. Pay attention to Matthew 11, verse 30. God's yoke is easy. If something's not easy, it's not easy. But pray again. Please, is there any other way to handle this? Depend on God and trust in God. And turn to God. And pour out your heart before him how you really feel about this matter. These giants of the world, these medical doctors, they are going by their training. Most of them, I think, do what they think is best for the person. But oftentimes God is involved in the situation. He's definitely involved in this situation. And he may have another way to take care of this. And many of them are simply going by their medical training. I think most of them do mean well. But that doesn't mean they're right. When I was in the hospital the last time, after hip surgery, after I broke a bone, they were giving me so much medicine that I got to the point I couldn't eat. Then somebody took a blood test and they said, oh, you're a little bit anemic. You need another medicine. And so they sent another medicine to my room. And the nurse came to administer it, and I said, no, I'm not taking any more medicine until we remove some of the medicines I'm taking because I already can't eat. I've got too much medicine I'm taking. So when I get through with taking some of this other medicine, then I will consider taking the 
medicine for the anemia. It was just a slight anemia. A month or so later, I was in the hospital for two and a half months. A month or so later, I developed shingles, a horrible problem, itching type thing, bumps on you. And I asked the nurse, I said, can't you give me something to help with this problem of these shingles? And that nurse said, well, it won't do you any good because if we give you medicine, you won't take it. So see, sometimes the medical people, just like all humans, store up resentment in their heart. And they're working by that. But they don't basically rule over us. We have right to refuse any treatment or any medicine. It's the right of the patient, in the United States at least. And I exercise that right. So you are going to have to sometimes say no. While they have all of the information and you really have nothing but God. And you just know his yoke is easy, his burden is light, and what they are recommending is not easy and it is not a light burden. I I just really don't believe I'd go their way when it was like that. I really believe Matthew 11.30. And for years I have lived by that. One church member got mad at me over that scripture. She was a close friend. And she had all her life been taught, grit your teeth and bear it. Just go forward. Do what you have to do. But I read God's joke is easy and his burden is light. So I changed my direction because of that scripture. And I used that scripture to measure whether or not to do the plan. And I found that if it is extremely complex and overly financially draining, I don't do it. I turn to God in prayer and ask him what I should do. Because I believe it is not the plan, and he shows us it's not the plan by doing that scripture. But she thought we should just grit our teeth and go forward and tolerate it. So we had a little disagreement on that. But I've held to that scripture for 45 years and measured ideas that come to me by that scripture. God's yoke is easy, and his burden is light. Therefore, if it is not easy, and if the burden would be terrible, I don't have the right plan. So I ask God to give me the way to go. 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 6 through 10. Humble yourself, therefore under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour.
whom resist steadfast in the faith. What has God told me about this situation? That's the key. Focus on that and go that direction. And keep your faith in God. When David was confronted with Goliath, and he said he would fight the Philistine, 1 Samuel 17, And David said to King Saul, Let no man's heart fail him because of the Philistine. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Thou art not able to go against this Philistine? Remember I've told you that twice I've had church members in our own group say, You can't do this. You can't go this way. But I had heard from God. And then, in that case, you hold on to what God has told you, for you can go that way. And Saul said to David, Thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for thou art but a youth, and he is a man of war from his youth. And David said to Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him and smote him and delivered the lamb out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them seeing he hath defied the armies of the living God. And David said, Moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said unto David, Go, and the Lord be with thee. These people that object to us and say, you can't do that, they don't know the experience we've had with God. They don't know the great things that God has done for us, and they don't know the scriptures usually, and they don't have faith in God. So hold fast to what God has told you about the situation at hand. Keep your faith in God, for there will be many that would pull your faith away if you allow it. Let God be true and every man a liar. In other words, focus on what God has said to you. Let that be the truth. I don't care how powerful any human is. God is more powerful. So keep your focus on what God has said. Keep your focus on the promises of God in the Bible. We overcome through God. If you focus on human beings and how great they are and how mighty they are and how much achievement they have 
and they've told you you can't do something, and you don't focus on God who created the heaven and the earth, go outside and look up at the sky. Look at that creation, the sun, the moon, the stars. How can anyone or anything be greater than God or more powerful than God? And if he has told you to do something, focus on what he has said. Thank you for allowing me to share with you today.